As you may have noticed, my sessions that I've been delivering through this podcast over the last month or probably two have largely been about health empowerment. And the reason for that is that anybody that I talk to or encounter who come to me um, for assistance I find that it's less and less about the physical body and more and more about the mental and emotional state that people find themselves to be in or are currently experiencing. And those states of being affect the manifestation or the expression or the experience of the body. So when we have chronic conditions that I have been working with people on unraveling, uncovering, um, you know, releasing, (laughs) healing from, however you want to put that. All of those conditions, whether it's a, you know, I don't know, it could be cardiovascular, it could be autism, it could be ADHD, it could be diabetes, type 1, type 2, could be any other autoimmune condition, could be MS, um, cognitive decline, addictions, all of those things, all of those conditions are completely and utterly and and inextricably tied into this whole aspect of empowerment, of view shifting, of making way for this understanding that we can heal at any time and at all times. So today I thought I would... um, I guess, go through or unpack some ideas that I present to people on the first time that I meet with them to do any sort of health empowerment. And that means whether they come to me through function, to, uh, you know, functional medicine or holistic care, and then even to that mind-body um, empowerment coaching piece, because now they're, they're just all the same thing for me. So... I know that this isn't the sexiest topic (laughs) or title of a topic, but I assure you that some of the ideas that I will be presenting to you will help you to shift your, um, your perspective and then shift in turn your state of health. So I hope you enjoy the session. Welcome to the Family Health Revolution podcast with Coach Carla Atherton, where she discovers, uncovers, explores, and reveals the secrets to true family health and wellness. All right, so in that introduction, I'm I'm definitely not going to record that, but (laughs) you could actually hear my um, diffuser, (laughs) my essential oil diffuser in the background. So hopefully it'll be a little little cleaner for the rest of the session. I needed my Calary Sage this morning, okay? So I didn't turn it off, but I've turned it off now and hopefully you won't hear my heater clicking because this morning I found myself a little bit more chilly and I've been, I've actually shaken that. Um, I thought, yes, I'm out of the woods because I'm not cold anymore, but um, it's winter here still and there was a little chill in the room, so I've got the heater going too. All right, so this session is, and I'm toying with the title, but the title is is shifting into healing, and um, or shifting our um, 
what is I, I'm trying to, to I'm grappling with the words shifting our not the not just the perspective um, but also you know allowing for that um, that healing to take place because the way that we view or understand health um, really limits us in this medical model and um, I my work right now is very highly focused on how to shift that into a healing not just mentality and mindset, but also understanding. It's really understanding what it means to live this experience and coming to the conclusion that we are able to heal and are healed at all times. So let me explain that. All right, so when I first began my studies in the early 90s, the conventional discipline of psychology involved mainly talk therapy as well as pathologizing and categorizing mental and emotional dis-ease. The same was reflected in the medical establishment in relation to the body and how we view and address disease. We have currently seen an explosion of understanding in all disciplines to include not only the mind but also the physical brain and body our environmental and lifestyle inputs, epigenetics, and how the nervous system and vagus nerve dictate not only mental and emotional wellness or onset of dis-ease, but also our physical conditions that always involve the immune system as well. This is one way to demonstrate how this plays out in our material bodies. Okay, so we have, and this is what I teach all day every day, is that toxicity and deficiency, so we have toxicity and deficiency, which creates states of disease. And that's in all aspects of the self. That's mental, emotional, spiritual, soulful, universal. You know, not just the physical body we experience as, you know, this meat suit, which isn't just a meat suit. It's a glorious miracle of moving parts <laughs> um, that create the whole. And it's part of our, our existence. It's the way we experience it. It's the way we understand ourselves. Um, but we can have, you know, states of toxicity and deficiency in all aspects, okay? The next one is to address the nervous system, whether we're feeling safe or not safe. That will impact us and, and create states of dis-ease and disharmony. And, um, in hence, uh, and in turn, I should say, affecting the immune system, which can create disharmony and dis-ease, which is what I said. So, um, and that's on the physical level, the immune system, um, but also <laughs> on, in all aspects of the self. All right, so before I kind of leave you in the dust, I'm going to keep explaining what I mean. All right, so overwhelm, anxiety, depression, discontent, high stress, trauma, addictions, and chronic physical health conditions have become modern-day plagues, and there is limited healing until we understand this and hone the skills to navigate through the human experience of evolution. This is, this is an experience. This isn't something to hate and to push against. And I'm not feeling perfect every single day, so I must be unhealthy. No, it's the human experience. It is the soul trying to experience itself. These one-on-one -on -one balancing, calming, empowering sessions that I, I, I give now. So this is something that I felt so compelled to do because I thought that I was not serving the people that were coming to me by not addressing this, not only um, you know, highlighting it more than I had before, but actually having it as the key player <laughs> in the entire healing process. This understanding, these empowering sessions um, to move people beyond this, this physical manifestation, to create a new physical manifestation of their health.
All right, so those sessions, they're designed and tailored to guide um, my clients and others through both what the what and the how people of any age can overcome mental, physical, and emotional challenges. Excuse me. So the purpose of these practices is to, to become more resilient, to become healthier, more centered, and more present um, as a whatever you are, a caregiver, a boss, a partner, a more, uh, you know, a more present being on this planet, you know, regardless of role or relation to others, right? Um, also to suffer less fear and stress and, and have more presence and joy to become the peaceful warrior and to heal yourself. And so that's another shift that had to happen for me as a, like as a, not even a clinician, as a practitioner, as a, as a person, you know, walking a path together with another, um, is that that role is to allow people to understand that they can heal themselves. And even if they think that the doctor or the practitioner um, is healing them, they indeed are not. <laughs> They're actually healing themselves in, in every single aspect, even if they take a medication, even if they take a supplement, even if they detox or if they take someone's advice they're in they're essentially healing themselves and there's no other person that can do that but you um and even if you've ever had a baby you'll know that you know you'll hear that that the doctor delivered the baby well there's no way that that doctor delivered the baby that mother delivered the baby (laughs) there was an assistant there was assistance there was presence there was witness there was um you know guidance but there was no delivery to be had but on behalf of the mother and the baby I guess so too all right so we die and are reborn at every moment the cells in our bodies expire and new ones are born tissues die and regenerate ideas and emotions flare and bank out new galaxies of possibility are endlessly created while we sleep play and simply breathe The cycle of birth, death, and rebirth continues to happen without, and sometimes despite, any effort on our part. Therefore, we are new, whole, healed, perfect at every moment, and to be otherwise is to live in and recreate the past experience, leaving little space for something new, for something greater. In order to have a greater experience, we need to move from our current baseline, and sometimes that takes a process or practice that allows us to feel the shift. Sometimes we need to feel it because we want to learn it. We want to um, understand what it is to be in the past and then to move to the present. We want to feel that hero's journey and to learn from it. So these practices that I'm going to be talking about in just a second allow us to feel that shift, although we need to know that we are and can be healed at any moment. So during the sessions that I that I give with people and that hopefully you experience with other people in your life that have this, um, I guess, this knowledge about uh, all of these different things, um, they're designed to help you to dig deep, to dive deep into um, that healing process. And so um, there are things like EFT, MFT, so emotional freedom technique. I, learned, I use that one quite a lot. Um, the emotion code is another one of my favorites and behavioral and habitual reprogramming, memoir writing, functional neurology, limbic retraining, reflex integration, Feldenkrais, vagal toning, sound therapy, guided meditation and body scans, breathing techniques and breath work, reflex integration, emotional release, 
energy medicine, intuition medicine, white light therapy, visualization, boteco breathing, trauma release, Wim Hof breathing, I just did that 10 minutes ago, (laughs) somatic experiencing, chakra clearing, EMDR, movement and yoga, applied kinesiology, genograms, color therapy, holistic um, mental and emotional wellness coaching, right? What does that mean? Everything together. It's not just give you a pill, you feel better. It's not how it works. Extreme self-care, environment assessments, right? What's in your environment? Self-assessments. I'm actually using aromatherapy right now. Like I said, I had to turn off my diffuser, but I, I love the effects of phytochemistry on my body. Um, and other modalities to break through mental and emotional blocking factors and that reduce the stress that keeps you from your health. So these tools are absolutely grossly underutilized, sometimes ridiculed and even demonized in conventional circles. In some conventional circles, I'm not saying in all, it happens. It's seen as woo-woo, right? Like that word. It's like a trigger word for a lot of people. I'm thinking of my friend right now who just like cringes. She's like, if someone else says it again, I don't know what I'm going to do. My head's going to pop off. We, are, we have to stop saying woo-woo. These are truths. These are, if you experience any of those things that I mentioned, or even any, like the myriad, the thousands more, um, you know that this is for real. <laughs> this is the only truth. <laughs> um, and it's just when we think this way about these um, modalities and, and practices and explorations, it's simply, if we think about them as those in those negative ways, it's simply an oversight of our Western culture. It's just an oversight. It's something that is forgotten, um, that is unknown, that is foreign or different, um, an oversight. So yes, some of what we, what I do with my clients or what people, other practitioners do in these, in these modalities will most certainly seem different than what some of you are used to, which is all the more reason to explore this new frontier, I say. I mean, that's what Joe Dispenza says, you know, (laughs) we have to erase what we think we know to create something new because otherwise we're going to be creating what we know over and over and over again. And if you have a chronic condition, I'm pretty sure you're not wanting to create the past in your future. You want a different future. So I invite you to move past limited views and engage wholeheartedly in your experience with your play and exploration of these sorts of tools and modalities. I invite you to tap into the exponentially transformational potential of these practices, thoughts, and new ways of being. My approach for my own health is to consider all, but to adopt what works best for me, and I encourage you to do the same. So I call them entry points, and not every entry point is the same for each person, and sometimes my entry, my entry points, I have lots because I'm very open to many different modalities. Um, I think my purpose here or what I've asked to do on this earth, on this planet right now, is I want to know everything, but I don't mean knowing. I, I want to understand. And so for me to experience these things um, helps me to understand myself and hence others. And then also what we're doing here, you know, what is this thing called life? right? That's me. And my entry points, I have a lot of them, but I do have favorites. So yoga, 
meditation and specific kinds of meditation uh, depending on what my need is or my desire, what I want to learn at that time. Um, and I, aromatherapy also is another one of my modalities, my entry points, um, et cetera, et cetera. Emotion code, walking, nature, 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 nature. Love it. Love nature. So those are just a few, a handful for me. All right, so how do we form new states of health? So we say, okay, here's this philosophy, Carla. Cool. I, I still have MCAS. I still am suffering a great deal. I still have massive back pain. I have headaches. I, I have you know, anxiety so bad I can't leave the house. Okay, so how do we form these new states of health? And um, the answer really is working within rather than working without. And I'm going to start, I'm going to talk about some of those shifts in just a minute. But just to introduce this whole idea, it's really... Um, this kind of work that will move you through those states of dis-ease or disharmony. So we move out of the unconscious behaviors and ways of being into becoming conscious, aware, and uncovering the subconscious. So that could be on this surface level of like, what kinds of foods make me feel horrible and maybe stop eating those? (laughs) Or what kind of pain is it? You know, where is it coming from? Is it really something we need to dumb down? Or can we handle it? Can we move through it? Can we see that maybe it's stress, you know, building up in our shoulders, creating our headaches? Or maybe it is something saying, look deeper, look here. This worry is creating, making you sick. Um, There are lots of different levels and layers. And those layers I just mentioned are actually really just like the very tip of the iceberg. But being aware, being conscious of not only our experience, but our decisions that we make and how we contribute to our states of wellness Um, that's the first step, really. So there's much healing in the process of simply becoming aware, listening to your symptoms. And and I don't even like the word symptoms anymore. Listening to your experience, listening to what is going on for you, what what is actually um, moving in the body or not moving, you know, and unearthing the causes with the intent of letting them go. Right? Like, we don't want to unearth them so we can relive our story. We want to tell our story so that we can create a new one, so we know where we've come from, so we can go somewhere new, right? So we don't return to the same thing we, had, we created in the past. Um, train the body and mind to respond rather than react. Okay, so it's another way. It's another way we form new states of health is to train our bodies and minds to respond rather than react. So we're observing. We are saying, okay, you know, I'm not going to panic. I'm, I woke again, you know, with the same symptom I had yesterday. Well, I'm trying, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But if we get into that ooga booga stress state, that sympathetic stress state, we move into survival rather than thriving. We move into, I'm going to die, I'm not safe, um, rather than into a rest and repair. And we react to life and to our experience and our bodies react and our every single cell, everything about us reacts rather than responds. So I hope you understand the difference between the two. Um, another way that we form new states of health is to plant seeds, to nurture the seedling and to grow roots. Okay, so we want, right? I hope you can follow that. I'm sure you're following that metaphor. So we're planting the seeds of whatever that is, health. Okay, let's just use that as an example. We're nurturing that seedling, right, by the things we do, the things we think. We're careful with what what inputs that we expose ourselves to or believe in or create. And we grow roots so that that becomes stronger and stronger and stronger. Um, 
and not as, uh, I suppose, um, changeable to the winds or damaged easily. You know, there's resilience that happens um, with that growth and those roots that we, that we uh, I guess, <laughs> grow. <laughs> I was looking for a really great, impactful word that was beautiful, but we'll just say grow. Um, another way is to shift from anti-dying perspective, an anti-dying perspective to a pro-living perspective. And I, I love how I actually um, was tweaked onto that notion by Dr. Zach Bush in a, in a conversation he had on a podcast. And I love it, right? So instead of fearing death, you know, anti-dying, anything at all costs to survive, we are looking to a pro-living perspective, what it is to live into that. And it's not even as negative and positive. It's more so moving away from the fear into the you know, another shift, I guess, from the fear into the curiosity of the living experience. Um, and then, uh, well, I just said that turning fear into a deep curiosity and desire to heal. Um, and you can ask yourself, and this is what I highly encourage, is for you to ask yourself, what is my experience teaching me? What is it that I'm supposed to pay attention to? And then listen, listen, like don't just d- dumb it down. Um, medicate it, uh, suppress it, saying these feelings are bad. This, whether it's physical manifestation or whether it's mental, emotional feelings, um, listen to it because it will keep trying to tell you something until you actually do. <laughs> Guaranteed, I, I guarantee you it will keep talking until you listen. Um, so once the nervous system is in balance, the body and mind move into a healing state improving the very physiology, chemistry, and physical state of each and every cell. In order to move into healing, we must unravel or flip the switch on old patterns of ill health to illuminate and open the space for something new. All right, so when I per, like do my sessions with people, I make sure they are trauma-informed and their body aware. Um, and of course, any of this work is for any age, highly recommended for caregivers, by the way, (laughs) you caregivers, you think you're coming to me for your kids and you are not, you're coming to me for you. (laughs) Um, there's in-depth integration of both traditional and the new psychology, as well as consciousness studies. Um, and that's a nut, that's really what I'm unpacking here. And I'm going to be unpacking that next week, or yeah, next week as well, in a session called the New Psychology. <laughs> so excited to be teaching that class. I don't know if you can hear my smile, but I'm just like, I, this is what I meant to do. This is so exciting, and it's I feel like it's the gateway to healing. Like it is the gateway to healing is to understand this new concept of wellness that involves this new way of it's not even psychology i'm calling it the new psychology i've heard that term somewhere as well and i really hung on to that um and consciousness studies excuse me all right so pay attention like you know keep your eye out for that class or it's going to be for my trainees as well as for the general public who are just super curious and want to move forward into this kind of exploration all right so I digress. So combining any number of techniques discuss, uh, so we discuss options that are appropriate and individualized for each person. 
Um, I think the the goal of an empowerment coach is to also guide people through, you know, the meditations and body work or work through any combination of the practices that they offer, like that person offers or is knowledgeable about. And I think it's really important for you to, um, if you're on this journey, is to really custom design, you know, that, that experience for yourself. You know, you just decide what it is, again, your entry points, your desires, your things that show up, you know, like serendipitously in your life that's going to teach you something and take it to heart, notice it, allow it, be aware. It's like um, over the weekend, I kept encountering all these different animals and I, I love the symbolism of nature and I take that to heart. You know, I don't see it's like, oh, it was meant to be, you know, like, yes, maybe, yes, no, but it's something in this um, in my world, in my universe, that's trying to point me into a realization or something to even just stop and reflect about. So I came across a skunk for the first time I'd ever seen a skunk in in the wild. Like it was like really close to me. I thought mm, I could be scared of the skunk. I could be scared of it spraying me or, you know, I, well, really, that's what I was, you know, thinking about. Like it really as actually was fear because I was seeing its beauty and I knew, Carla, don't be afraid of this little skunk. It's just going about its business. And it's a little burrow of snow. And it's not even paying attention to you. But that zinged through my body. That's kind of like, okay, we'll just move a little faster just in case. Um, but that that showed me that we are afraid of things that show up in our life as, as I suppose, teachers. Or as something to... to show us something new or, or uh, have us be aware of something that we could contemplate. And that's what nature does for me. It allows me to contemplate, right? To just be and to see how other things in nature just be. You know, they go about their, their, their business. And um, I, I guess the skunk, and I can't remember all of the symbolism for skunk, but it was... Um, like sensuality, and it was about attracting or repelling, um, you know, others according to its scent, right? Like, or to its like, um, what it wants or doesn't want. So sometimes it can be, you know, a protective thing. But it's also, oh, so many things about this skunk, and I can't actually remember. <laughs> Even though I say I was contemplating it, I, I, I integrated it now, right? So I don't have to like remember it all for you. <laughs> But um, it was so cool just to think about this skunk. And it was something about maternity um, and creation. It was definitely creation in there. But anyway, and I also came across a herd of, de- a herd of deer, like a really big one. And they were, they were probably about 25 deer. I counted them six or seven times. The first time I came to 26, and then the last few times was like 25. And um, again, you know, looking up the symbolism of deer and um, their gentleness, but they're strong at the same time, but they don't need to war. You know, they're, oh, it was so many things that made me think about just, you know, contemplate where I'm at in my life and what I'm sorting through and looking at and experiencing. And um, so... I don't know why I went on that tangent, but <laughs> um, let's just keep moving on. But that was such a, it was such a beautiful lesson, you know, just, and, and be open to those lessons, aware of, of what's going on around you. 
All right, so the possibilities that come out of this empowerment, this health empowerment, this practice of shifting, of, of seeing how important all of these things I've been talking about so far are in your healing journey. Like literally, you could have, you could be in a wheelchair, you could have MS, you could have um, really severe chemical sensitivity, you could have um, a heart failure. It doesn't matter what it is. The possibilities are the same, okay? Overcome stress. All right, so the next one is attain balanced mental and emotional state. Break through patterns and blocks that keep you unwell. Uh, Transcend limitations, either that you put on yourself, and most of the time if we put them on ourselves, it's because we've learned them in our culture to be limited. Um, We're not born limited, you know? A little one knows they can do everything. They know, and it's not thinks, they know they can do everything. We have forgotten that, and we allow diagnoses to put limit, limitations on us and prognosis to put limitations on us as well. Um, possibilities, again, so heal fully, fully, like not just like, wow, I am fighting my symptoms and I'm keeping them suppressed for as long as I possibly can. <laughs> I am extending death, my life. No, actually, we're just delaying death. <laughs> That's all we do anyway. So let's just let's just move on, you know. Um, so to heal fully, though, that means something very different than to stave off symptoms. Um, balance hormones and neurochemicals on that body level. Improve immune system. Overcome chronic and life-threatening conditions. Grow exponentially. Cultivate resilience. And I like this term to become the peaceful warrior. And then I don't want to go away from those, those possibilities um, without reiterating the fact that after all of this exploration, and even before that, we can understand that, in fact, you are already healed at every moment. Every moment is new. Every cell is different. Every single moment we create the next. Um, and that's really important to understand. So... I'm not going to go into every single one of these shifts, actually, because they could each be um, a session in and of itself, and I will be teaching them in my new psychology program, and a lot of these things through the other programs that I'm that I lead and guide people through, um, as far as like for my addictions program, as well as the mental health programs for youth and the ones for adults. Um, even in my creative writing programs that I lead, they're all these are sort of interwoven in all of them. But I've sort of pulled out some what I consider to be truths in how we can enjoy health, like just full on health, which doesn't mean perfection. It means evolution into this um, perfection that is you. Um, through these shifts. So here are some shifts that I have gleaned from my, I don't know, brain. I don't know what it is, that where it's coming from, but all of the things that I've been exploring as of, you know, I guess through my whole life would, would be probably most accurate. So possibilities rather than expectations. So we are shifting out of this expectation into the possibilities, right? So So we turn expectations into possibilities. Prison into playground. Fear 
into gratitude, expectation into curiosity, judgment into love, force into allowance, what isn't into what is, frustration into reflection, victim into creator, without into within, singularity into wholeness, I can't into I can, I will into I am. Here's a question that I want to ask you because it wasn't asked of me, but it was stated in one of Matias de Stefano's, um, his episodes. I think it was in an episode or of Initiation on Gaia, or it could have been something he did in a, a said in a podcast. But I want to ask you, are you the spider creating a reality or the fly trapped in the reality you create? Isn't that a shift? Significant. So here are a few more shifts. So death into transformation. Anxiety into exhilaration, depression into deep diving, paranoia into preparation, hindsight into foresight, doing into purpose, ending into transition, grief into gratitude, hanging on into letting go, fighting against into fighting for, wounds into wisdom, fate into destiny, knowing into understanding. So even though we are healed and perfect at every moment, we sometimes need or choose to experience our evolution. Remember that you are whole at every moment and can access the experience of greatness, love, harmony, and perfection at any time. We can also, for various reasons, be stuck subconsciously and need to trip the wire, do a system reboot, allow for the upgrade to happen, marinate in the evolutionary experience, or allow for the instant epiphanies. Sometimes we need to repeat and enjoy practices, unlearn patterns, form new habits until health becomes the default. Once you no longer need the lesson you are trying to heal and let go, you will have a new experience. It does not mean that we have failed to heal, that we are doing something wrong, when we haven't yet had the greater experience or it isn't happening fast enough. Life is our playground of possibility and experience, so let's play. So remember, with what I'm saying here, my job is not to heal you, right? The job of your doctor, your practitioner, your friends, your family, your support system, but to show you that there was nothing wrong with you in the first place, that you are already healed. So I hope you enjoyed this session and may you and your family be well. This podcast is sponsored by the Healthy Family Formula, which essentially means that we share our information for free. All we ask is that before you move on to the next hundred things on your to-do list for today, take what you learn and instead of waiting until Monday, January 1st, or any other arbitrary date in the future, act on it now. Buy that new food, start that new routine, shift into that healthier habit. The little steps steadily move you past the miles you leave behind you.
For more information about anything related to family health, do pick up my book and check out our newsletter, blog, individual and group coaching programs, and practitioner training program at healthyfamilyformula.com. And you can also like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash healthyfamilyformula. You can find us on Instagram at HFF underscore revolution and also on Clubhouse at Empowered Family. Please note that Family Health Revolution podcast is not a source for diagnosis or medical treatment, but is the opinion of the host. This podcast is intended to empower people with information so they can make the best health decisions for themselves. It is up to each person to listen to their inner wisdom, consider the information they deem to be accurate and applicable to their individual situation, and consult with their trusted healthcare providers if they so choose when making any decisions regarding their own health or the health of their loved ones. Each person's health is their own responsibility.